So when did when did you start like painting drawing? Um, actually from uh, K four until high school, I went to art like art school, and I'm using quotation fingers that you can't see right now. Um, it was it was all public school, um, but it was like uh, like Elm Creative Art School, Roosevelt Middle School of the Arts, uh, High School of the Arts. Um, so they were all. You had to take a major and a minor for one of these uh, things. And I always majored in art and minored in music. And so I, you know, I grew up drawing. I mean, drawing mostly. Painting didn't come till maybe even high school. I never even touched it. Same thing with photography and sculpture and all those things. Um, I'd always been drawing and sketching. Um, and luckily enough, there was you know public schools out there that facilitated. And even the, the teachers, you know, just amazing teachers that, and they're, again, from, these are like, like, uh, city servants, these are like, you know, state teachers, they're not getting, uh, like private, private yeah. money and stuff. That's, that's, that was a huge part too, is just the actual people who, you know, uh, taught me because they, and at the time I didn't realize it, you know, it, it took me years later to understand that these people... I'm not even out of the I mean out of the kindness of their hearts, but like their true love for art and like that they want you know any kid of any uh, status you know from any family from any part of the city to to learn art or to, you know if they had the knack for it to like to make to make them into something better and uh, I mean I know my parents always told me that. I had some natural talent to like draw as a kid. Like, I mean, I could draw maybe like a triangle better than the other kid, but it really came down to the train, you know, once again, like the quotation figures, the training um, that I received throughout my adolescence, just that arts, arts were considered something to, uh, something to, to be, or something that you would, that you would want to achieve. And I mean, even now the state of things, I mean, honestly, even right now, more than ever, like, you know, school funds are being cut, um, art programs are being canceled, uh, art teachers aren't being given aren't given any money to you know, for supplies or anything. They're paying out of their own pocket. It's really unfortunate because you know I think I don't know how I don't know how a, a child could you could really hone their skills and become something better as, as an artist without some kind of support, you know, like people want you to go to IT school or, you know, like to, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, to, to like learn how to use a computer because that's the new wave, like these kinds of things. I, although I'm not knocking that. I think it's obviously a great idea. Like graphic arts are something that are beyond me, like when it comes to computers. But I think that there's that sort of, uh, primal, um, I don't know, how do you say? Like, I'm not sure. Like, just the way that the way that a child could look at things, and if if they have the opportunity to like hone that that skill, I think in early age you can really you can really excel quicker than now, where it's you know more people than I know than not. Uh, that's a horrible sentence. Uh, most people I know uh, don't have they have no uh, artistic skill whatsoever, and that's that's fine too. It just seems emphasis. Is mostly on business or on uh, all things that aren't creative. You know, it's almost like uh, creative ability is considered like uh, unimportant. And I think that that's right, like more of a hobby and not of a 
like money making. Yeah, I mean, career. What, what do you what do you do with that money? I guess, but I mean, you know, what's what's the world going to be like with, without art or without music? It's it's you know the world needs the world needs artists. It and people don't exactly see why it's not obvious. Like you don't know why you love art or like where it's how it makes a business run. But like if no one had any passion, I don't know what. I don't know what would happen, like, or any, like, you know, artistic or creative passion, like, you know, it'd just be a world of computers. I guess that's, again, a really dumb statement, but... No, that, that may, like, computers and suits. Yeah, amen. <laughs> I like that. Okay, so, in your new band, The Animal Upstairs, you're playing bass? Yes. Okay, so that's quite a change from being behind behind a set, um, how does it feel? Have you played any, like, shows where you get to be a front man, I guess it? Um, I've never, I've just never played bass and sang, actually, wait, what am I saying? Um, I did one, uh, one time, uh, in the academy, Siski, the, or his name is Adam, we call him Siski, uh, right. he, uh, he basically severed the, a tendon in his finger, his right pointer finger um and he couldn't play and we had a tour lined up in in uh england so my friend nash who once again was in armor for sleep um he ended up playing drums and i played bass and sang backup vocals it's about as close as i got to this experience um you know i had been i grew up playing guitar so bass i kind of you know they kind of go hand in hand more or less i mean it's hard to find it's hard to find a real bassist that doesn't uh want to play guitar that like really nails bass like that's what they're about i'm not i was not that guy because i'm a drummer by trade um the biggest challenge is singing um and more so singing in front of people i'm getting more used to it um but you know i've been conditioned to playing drums and kind of i wouldn't say taking a back seat per se but you know it's almost like an advantage that you're not in the spotlight because you can kind of do your thing and you don't have to worry about the way you look while you're singing or like, uh, your pitch, it's, it's, it's rhythm. It's everything. is like, it's inside of you where it's like, I think that there's so much aside from the actual effort of playing bass and the effort of singing. It's like, you really have to concentrate on getting those two things right. And then making and pulling it off correctly. And that's, I'm, you know, it's, it's new to me. Um, it's exciting because it's, it's a really, it's really is a challenge. Um, uh, where is drumming just came naturally and I didn't have to think or worry about anything. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm in the market for a challenge these days. I'd like, you know, I, I chose to do this and that's this, you know, it's what I want to do. Um, it is a little difficult at times just like, once again, because I'm not, uh, used to this, this position, but I like having this in front of me so I can actually conquer it and, Hopefully people dig what I do on stage. I guess we'll see. Give yeah. it like a year and you'll be doing like guitar swings around your back. Or... <laughs> around the world. Yeah. That would be cool. So, <laughs> so uh, when UFB Academy is, um, they were working, they were starting a new album or in the writing process, I think, um, I heard. Uh, were you surprised to hear that they... Uh, Ended. Um, 
To be completely honest, no. I think, I mean, that was, you know, when I left, it was, it was because of, uh, because of this sort of, the situation between relationships and even, I mean, relationships on every level, um, like between the band members and even, uh, business relationships, you know, it was because of, like you, like you mentioned that the, the new record that was supposed to come out, it was, it was a trying time for, to get, to, to get, um, the label, to get the rest of sort of the people who weren't in the band. So like sign on to it. Um, you know, it was the four studio albums. So like there was a, really a lot on the line and people, a lot of people, I'll just keep it vague, were critical, you know, or were being critical. Like they weren't just going to settle for any, any old song. You know what I mean? Like they wanted a single, obviously. Like, right. you know, this, we're talking about Atlantic records, you know, they, they produced and released humongous artists. So like, you know, if we were, we were meant to also be a part of that family of, you know, b you know, big artists and they, have very high expectations and expe expectations that were maybe a little bit beyond, beyond what we were able to produce at the time. Um, with, with the end of the Academy, um, it, it seems like it would be more of like a relief since it's the end for everyone, whereas, like, I don't know how it would feel, um, like, seeing them continue with new members, that seems like it'd be more like a, a clean break, um, and that, like, you know, there's no competition, no hard feelings, everybody can go their own way, uh, how does, I, I don't know, because you seem, you seem, like, super down to earth, and, and just not really giving a shit about it. <laughs> um, so I don't know how it how it felt to you. Um, because of the amount of time it took to actually, I mean, just to leave the band itself, like once again, I mean, just like recording or anything else, there's checks and balances. Like there's relationships to that you want to preserve. Like if I were to, like, to be honest, like I left the band, you know, well before, um, well before it was announced, you know, but again, once again, the band was working at the Academy without me, without me was working on this new album, and it went, you know, it wasn't the best look to just, like, the butcher left, you know, that's in the middle of a record cycle, um, and beyond that, even just preserving preserving the relationships between you know, band members, uh, you know, the label, management, booking, all these things, it was, you know, it would be unwise in many ways to, to sort of, uh, upset anybody so um there was i mean it took a long time but in the end you know i left and then shortly after the the band folded i think that you know i think a lot of people saw it coming but there's there is no easy way to do it once you when you have so many hands in the pot you can't you can't just uh walk away necessarily there has to you know you have to kind of follow through and play the game so to speak um but there was there was talks you know they had all intentions to get a new guitarist actually we played one last show in new york for the fuel by ramen 15 and our friend jamie reed played guitar and he did a great job you know 
and at the time there was no talk of the band folding um, and it looks like Jamie was on board and then all they knew was a drummer and I've, I heard about a few different uh, prospects for drummers and, and I just don't think it ever I don't I, it may have panned out I just think that the reason why it folded was you know the big picture of a lot of different things between not getting a green light with, with uh, you know business partners and um, not a great deal of touring happening at the time it was just it seemed maybe it seemed like more of a burden than anything else have you ever thought about having because you're still friends with some of the guys from the academy is right sure all, yeah, all of them Michael uh, is, you know lives in Australia so it, actually it doesn't matter that you know, like an iPhone it doesn't matter but right. he's still touring and things um but yeah, absolutely. Have you have you ever thought about having having them like guest on an upcoming project or anything? I I have actually. Um, I'm not sure how to go about it. I mean, even even uh, contractually, for example, Bill Bill can't. I mean, and I, I mean, I I might be wrong, but he's still he's still with Atlantic, if I'm not mistaken, and with I might be mistaken. Um, but I know that. With him specifically, it's not that simple. Um, and Siski just recently joined Say Anything. I don't know if you knew that. Um, playing bass. And so he, uh, he's a busy little man. Um, Chis, uh, Chislet, Michael Guy Chislet and I have even, you know, even in the very beginning, a few years ago, discussed messing around with Animal and kind of him playing some stuff and not, not even guitar necessarily. He's a great producer. Um, it comes down to sort of I mean, now it comes down to location. You know, I'm in Milwaukee. Uh, Siski's in Vermont. Cardin's in L.A. Uh, Chislet's in Australia. So, granted, uh, you don't need to be together to write music. I mean, I guess we're here talking on Skype, and you're in Florida, right? You're in Florida? Uh, Portland, Oregon. Oh, oh why did I say Florida? My bust. Uh, um, yeah, I, uh, I've thought about it for sure. It's... it's um, it's hard to just make it happen. Right, especially with all the red tape and stuff, so... Yeah. I guess that's something to maybe hope for in the future. Um, so... I think, I think fans would... I think, uh, you know, old... Like, not old fans, but Academy fans would... They would appreciate it. And I really do... Well, would love nothing else but to honor them. They've been, you know, nothing but amazing to us. And even me in Animal. And it would be... It would be uh, a great, a great thing to actually let people know that we are still friends because we really are all still friends. It's not there's no hard feelings, which is I think a rare thing in Split, and it would be a nice little thing to kind of show people. Um, hopefully, I can do it someday. What was your first tattoo? <laughs> uh, that's a good one. Um, First tattoo was paid for by my friend. Um, I was working at McDonald's, uh, and I was, what, 16 or 17, um, and a huge Blink fan, and I don't know if you remember Tom DeLonge before he had his, like, you know, sleeves, uh, his tattoo sleeves, but his first, or the first tattoo I had seen on him was two black bars around his arm, and there's a circle with a bunny in it, which was, like, I think it became like the blink al uh, emblem for. Right. Uh, yeah. Okay. You know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, but for sure. Two, two bar. Basically, I got them at like you know 
right below the armpit, uh, like on my on my left arm. Um, and the guy just, oh man, he messed up so bad. I mean, you get what you pay for, I guess. So um, <laughs> it was, man, it was it was fucking horrendous. So obviously, I covered that up as quickly as possible. Um, that was my first tattoo. Was the time's a long double bar. <laughs> Did you get the? Uh... Out of all of them that you have now, has the meaning changed for any of them between getting them and then, like, today? Um, uh, let's see. Uh, most of them, no, most of them uh, have stuck. I'd say just about every one. Um, actually, the second tattoo, right above that, the, the double bar, I got on my left shoulder is, like, there's four trees, like we talked about, dead trees, you know, like the, the right. skeleton. Um, and those, when I first got them, represented my four best friends. And not that, that, not that they've changed definition, but I've only acquired, I, I don't want to say new best friends, that sounds really bad. Um, but just, uh, it's actually, yeah, they haven't changed at all. Um, that still represents what it represents. Have just, you um, have you gotten, like, additional branches added? I haven't. Uh, I've uh, thought about different ways to add to it, add to that piece but then I just keep getting tattoos in other places so <laughs> it doesn't I never end up doing it <laughs> okay so another question uh, somebody asked was your favorite place in the world to tour or vacation or even live um can they all, can they all be different answers yeah or, yeah uh, let's see I'd say favorite place I've been would have to be Actually, uh, it's Vieques in Puerto Rico. Um, it's it's like an island off of the coast of Puerto Rico. Um, it was I just went there on vacation. It was outstanding. Um, yeah, really outstanding. And then um, the tour. That's tough. I would say Jesus. Um, 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 actually, I would say Brazil. It's a tour. Um, I was there recently with Cobra Starship, um, and it was, again, outstanding, really, really exciting to, and it was there, uh, I guess, was, not their winter, because it's summer there now, um, but it was, like, cold, technically cold there, and it was extremely hot, and everybody there is beautiful, and it was really just a great, a great tour, and a lot of fun, and to live, I would say, to this day, I would say either... I've, I've lived in a couple different places in the U.S., but either Brooklyn or um, Hollywood. Okay. I'm in Brooklyn. Okay, so out of Brazil, Puerto Rico, and Brooklyn, if you had one day to visit, uh, what would you do? And then you can pick, um, just just pick one from Brazil between okay. those. Um, if I was in Brazil, I would go to Rio de Janeiro, and I would uh, go swimming in the on the beach well, okay. in the water by the beach <laughs> um, what else did I say uh, Brooklyn I'll go to my favorite restaurant Mother's um, and just eat as many burgers as I can until I threw up um, and wait what was the, what was the last one was it? Uh, Puerto Rico Puerto Rico um, I would probably drink boat cocktails and kind of the same thing with Brazil just swim Oh, no, I take that back. All right. Hell yeah. I would, uh, there is a 
it's the biggest, um, I may mess this up. I don't know if you've heard of this. It's, uh, I'm drawing a blank now. I can't think of the, oh, bio, bio, uh, bioluminescent, bioluminescence. It's, uh, it's bacteria that glows, um, when it's disturbed. So it's, it lives in the water. There's like, there's a one, there's one bay in this, in this area where I went swimming and the more you kind of kicked around, the, the water itself would start glowing. I, I shit you not. I think it exists, uh, in Hawaii somewhere. There's only like maybe three places in the world where you can find these bays. But uh, that's what I would do is I would go night swimming in the bioluminescent bay. Okay, so do you have any uh, pre-show traditions? Um, to be completely honest, uh, yes, I would. Uh, I'd say, I mean, even with Cobra Starship, but um, yeah, it's usually a vodka Red Bull and warming up. That's about it. <laughs> Sometimes Siski and I would play pain game where we would take a belt and whip each other. And I don't know why it worked, but it was exciting for some reason. <laughs> uh, yeah, I used to do the slapping game. Yeah, it works, doesn't it? It does. So, favorite holiday traditions out of Christmas and New Year's? Um, I might seem pretty basic, but New Year's is obviously uh, getting drunk. <laughs> um, well, actually, that's not really that fun, actually. Um, I've had plenty of lame... New Year's experiences, um, uh, but anyway, uh, Christmas, you know, I think a, a lot of it is just based around being around friends and family, even though that's, like, a very boring answer, um, like, I've, I've spent, on tour, like, spent a lot of times where I wasn't home for the holidays, you know, Christmas or New Year's, or, you know, name the holiday, I probably wasn't there for a number of years, right, so, and even just sort of being, being back in, being here to do it, I think, I don't, I think this is where it's at, this is like the most exciting thing for me, because I spent, you know, about six years missing it, and it's nice just to, it's nice just to be around the people that I love and I grew up with. Um, for sure, and then like, I don't know, just like, I think with age, you start to, especially, I don't know, for me, maybe this is different for everybody else, but when I was young, you know, I was the rebellious, didn't really, uh, care about my parents, I guess. Not home ever, out all the time. And then, yeah. like, now that I'm a little older, I really value that time, and I yeah. wouldn't have it any other way, so Absolutely. I, def I definitely know what you mean. And then, just being being in a hotel room on Thanksgiving sucks. Yeah, man, we, we went to the Cracker Barrel one time, I think. We were on the All American Rejects tour. Oh, yeah? And, I mean, it was cool. It was nice to be around, you know, the new family, so to speak, with, you know, your... Uh, band and crew, but it's you know this it, doesn't it doesn't compete with you know the love. Is there anything this year that you are hoping to get like as a a present? Yes, there's only one thing. Uh, you know, even can I you mentioned as you get older? I mean, this might just be me. I don't think it is, but as I get older. Not to say that Christmas becomes less special or, like, holiday, but it's more about the experience rather than, like, the what you kind of receive. Um, so my Christmas list has basically become nothing. Um, but there's one thing. I really want a bottle of Don Julio Blanco tequila. <laughs> I, I've only had it once, but I, I really enjoyed it um, when I had it. And it's expensive, so I just want one of those. Um, 
otherwise I'm happy. I think I've, I've got everything I need. Um, and I just, again, just seeing everybody I want to see, I think, is really the most important thing. Like, again, getting older, it's like, I all I want to do is, you know, be around the people that I don't see often enough. And, you know, I'm I'm kind of falling out of that, the old skin of, of doing something else or not being here. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not, you know, the, the home for the holidays thing really kind of has a new tone to it. And I, that's something I like is just, you know, seeing seeing the people that I used to reject. You know, all I want to do is, you know, hug them. Right, right. Okay, so last last question. Uh oh. Uh, twenty twelve. <laughs> Fact or fiction? Fact. <laughs> okay. So if the Mayans have it right, knock on wood, because I'm not ready. Uh, what do you hope to accomplish within the three hundred and sixty-four days? I think we're down to. Yikes. Um. <laughs> Man. It sucks. I don't even have an answer for you. I, usually, you're supposed to have like a five-year plan. Jeez, um, <laughs> um, I would say. Uh, so I've got less than a year to accomplish this. Three hundred and sixty-four days. Okay. Well, I can't. I can't set anything too high. Uh, I would say maybe skydive. <laughs> okay, that's realistic. Okay, I, that's a, maybe a little too realistic. I should maybe think. I about mean, it. you might you might speed up the the uh, length of time you have. Yeah, sure. Um, so, I might. Yeah. Um, let's see. Um, I mean, if you did that on like the three hundred and sixty third day, that'd be cool. Yeah, like you get nothing. Nothing very bad, really. Like, what's the worst that could happen? <laughs> exactly. Um, um maybe, let's see. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Uh, crap, man. These are. Tough questions. I would say I would say I would go to where the, the like the Mayan ruins and uh, hang out there or something. I don't know. That's a horrible answer. What is your favorite tour memory over the last six years? All right. Let's, um, can it can it be not so cool or can it be um, like R rated or it might be PG thirteen. It can be whatever you want it um, to be. I don't think I don't think I'll be incriminating anybody, but um, my you favorite can... tour memory, my favorite tour memory, actually by far, I just didn't want to say it. Um, um, is in San Francisco. The only time we played there many times, never had a day off. Like most places, we just go from place to place. Um, we had a day off in San Francisco, and we got acid, and we took it. It was me and Siski and our tour manager. And our sound guy, and we took it in San Francisco Park, and even, even beyond the uh, the drug part of it, it was just an amazing day. Um, I'm not sure if you can use this or not, but no, um, I mean that's the place to do it if you're gonna. Yep, that's the place. That's um, you know that's the only place you could find it more or less. Um, <laughs> or I'm not sure if that's true, but it wasn't hard. But it was it was just a remarkable experience. Um, not advocating the use of drugs or hallucinogenics, but because um, that's not really my style anyway, but it was just, I don't know, it just sticks in my head for some reason. I think about it, like, once a week. I don't know. So, it's, yeah, a bad a bad message, but a very great experience. I can imagine. <laughs> it, it'd be some good laughs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
So, uh, is there anything you want to say? Uh, like a, a plug or anything? Um, I don't know, man. Uh, I don't think so, actually. Uh, well, I, yeah, no, man, I'm, I'm good. I really want to thank you. I mean, you, you came with your gun loaded. I really appreciate it. Um, I'll, I'm, I guess the, oh, okay, if there was a plug that look out for an animal in 2002, or 2012. Wow, the worst plug ever. I fucked that up. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to stick with no then. Okay, no. Okay. Well, I really appreciate this. Damn it, it's for real. I'm really glad that we uh, stuck with it and made this happen. Hell yeah, I'll, I'll talk to you later. Alright, have a good night. Thanks, you too, man. Bye. <laughs>